Lou and Matt for breakfast. The Borders 105.7 Triple M. Happy Friday. We've got the Friday feels, Lou. We have. It's Friday. Um, I'm, I'm pumped for this weekend, let me tell you. Lawnmower racing, never been. Uh, it's the only st- uh, type of motorsport that I've never uh, been to, Lou, and it's uh, probably true? the most exciting lawnmower racing. Do you think? Do they go fast? Nah, not really. Is that, is that why it's exciting? <laughs> if they're chugging along. It'd be, it's like watching a, um, a, a turtle race. Yeah, in motorsport terms, I think yeah. you're, you're dead right, Lou, and they're they're always cute. So it should be fun to go and see the lawnmower racing uh, over the weekend, which I'm looking forward to. But let's turn our attention to the past and what was on the show today. Uh, we did do a follow-up on some important stuff like the mouse issue. Oh, um, mice. Don't mention the oh, mice. Man. You know I've got to get in and, and I've got to empty out the whole pantry tomorrow and clean the whole pantry out because I know the little buggers are hiding in the back there somewhere because that's where I catch them. So how much are you, how many are you getting at the moment? Um, I caught two yesterday and it had been a good week since I'd caught any. Um, so I'm guessing I reckon at least one a day at the moment if you average it out, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Now, Too is that, many. Is that more than you would usually get on a normal year? Like oh, in your yes. mind, do you feel that Yeah, it's yeah. Increased? Normally there's like a little spate of them as soon as it gets cold and I might catch, you know, five or six of them and then it's done. Then I don't catch any more. Yeah, right, but it's definitely more. Now, uh, Justin Clancy, the member for Albury, he's also a registered uh, veterinarian. He uh, gave us the lowdown on um, something that the government is actually doing to help out uh, locally. So it was uh, really good information from Justin Clancy today. Um, we also, what else did we do? We uh, talked about the the, uh, the gallery, the photo exhibition, which I'm actually really intrigued about. Yeah, Luke. 2020 in the bubble at Turk's Head Gallery. If you don't know where Turk's Head is, where they had the border block you know, the border checkpoint as you came over the causeway. Turk's Head is right there. It was right out the front of the Turk's Head Gallery. Oh, man. Yeah. So, um, which really made it difficult for business, as you can imagine. But So that's where it is. You need to go and have a look. There's some amazing photos. And not only just photos of pandemic-y things, also photos that people took during the pandemic, like other photos. Yeah, yeah. I've got photos in there too, Matt. Yeah, very nice. Um, so we uh, talked about that. The car whispering as well. That was controversial and some other stuff as well. So let's kick it off right now. As we do every week, Lou, we like to uh, touch base with either Big Maddie Cider to talk mm-hmm. O&M 40 or Sarah Sanini, uh, netball superstar and she does join us on a very quiet week for the O&M. Morning, Sarah. Morning. <laughs> Um, so it's it's uh, usually, I mean, the, it's the interleague bye, so yes. we'd usually play a game, and I think we were due to play the Goulburn Valley League, but it's well, not happening, yeah. right? No, I don't really know what's, uh, what they're going to do, but that's all right. We just we had last week off, and now we've got this week off, so that's very strange. Yeah, yes. I know. Do you still train yeah. when you have bye weeks? Yeah, definitely, yep. All and right. we had come off now. a big loss against Corowa the week before, so mm, that's the that was the elephant in the room that we had to talk about. There, Lou, a lot of training <laughs> needs to be put in. It, you're now third on the ladder, but it's a tight group up the top. So Corowa, as you said, they're uh, running rampage at the moment. Seven wins, no losses. Then the yeah. Wayne Magpies are in second place, and you're in third. So it's actually shaping up to be a really, really good season. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's um, yeah, we got our. Uh, our um, butts handed to us on a platter by Corowa. They absolutely trounced us. So we uh, have gone, uh, got a bit of work to do, which we knew would come out of that game anyway. So, um, yeah, exciting. It was a good challenge. 
did you when you're playing in a game like that and you can just feel that that's happening it must be really hard to kind of rally and keep going well they got a good jump on us in the first quarter we're up they were up by 10 in the first quarter and so when that we came off we're like we just need to chip away at it and that sort of thing so we got it back to eight um but yeah in the last quarter they just yeah, uh, ran over yep. the top of us uh, yeah. hey, here's something uh, interesting. Sorry to um, just completely um, ignore what you were saying there, Sess, but <laughs> I was just looking at the ladder and I just saw Myrtleford in fourth, Lou. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I've, I said they're the dark horse. I said that there you you go. Know, they would end up. You did yeah. say that at the very beginning of the season. And uh, a did. certain Lavy Panthers down in fifth. We won't talk about those, though, Sess. They're out. Oh. Um, <laughs> 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 your old team. Um, now, Sarah Sanini. Yes. Um, um, Every time I've gone to the netty over the years to see you, you guys in action, there's always been one bloke that I gravitate towards just to have a chat to and watch the game with, and that is your old man, Steve yeah. Sanini, uh, your dad. He's, a, he's an absolute legend. Isn't and he? He's, uh, t- tell us, uh, he's just retired um, from the Berrigan Brigade, hasn't he? Tell us the yes. story, he says. Uh, yeah, Dad had just completed 41 years of service for the Berrigan Fire Brigade, the townies as we call them. Yeah, <laughs> 41 so you, years, that's yeah. extraordinary. Yeah, well, you've got the rural fire brigade and then you've got the townies and um, Dad was a part of the town brigade and, uh, right, yeah, he just retired on the 15th of May. He missed so many things when we were younger, like events, barbecues, um, yeah, different things that were on night times because he'd be out at, you know, they did a lot of search and rescue sort of stuff as well. So if somebody was in an accident, um, they'd attend to that and that sort of thing. So he missed lots of things um, over those 41 years because he was uh, helping other people. So, and that's just dad. That's, that's what he does. What a legend. Steve Sinead, well uh, well done. And, Congratulations uh, and, to and him. all the that's, best for that's a real effort. Yeah, for the uh, now we can do a bit more with you with uh, your son and everything. It's going to be great. So well done to uh, Steve. He's an absolute legend. Sarah and Nelly will. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> great nomad style. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Says we'll talk to you in it again in a couple of weeks when the netty's back on. Thanks, Sarah yep, Sanini. Great to talk to you guys. Now, unfortunately, there is a little issue here, Lou. We've got uh, tickets to give away. Um, to the Winton Super Sprint round, which is uh, May the 28th to the 30th. Mm-hmm. Uh, tickets available at supercars.com or wintonraceway.com.au. Get your tickets um, because tickets are limited, so make sure you do. But there's a problem here, Lou, a, <clears throat> a big issue. Um, and that is uh, something I'll have to read a prepared statement about, actually, if that's okay, Lou. Sure. Neither I. Hi, Matthew Griffith. I'm unfortunately unable to complete my duties as the car whisperer today. My incredible spiritual skill of car whispering, basically telling you what your car is just by revving the engine, Mm. uh, has been thrown off kilter by events outside of my control. Firstly, Lou has to take part of the blame. Her cold scepticism has clogged up my mental flux capacitator. Secondly, Australia's love for dual cab utes has also thrown off my car whispering radar as these monstrosities are not technically cars. Finally... A car at the outer extreme tipped me over the edge with the owner of one of those tiny smart cars jamming my whispering connection. All this has led to an existential crisis. I will therefore need to lock myself up in a room of impeccable feng shui and model cars and pray to my whispering gods while watching Days of Thunder on repeat to reset my abilities before resuming next week. Yours, High Priest Car Whisperer, Matthew Griffith. Wow. 
So I don't know what we're going to do, Lou, to give away these tickets because I simply can't do it. Well, we've got to do it. Well, you do. How about you bloody do it today and I'll rejig myself. You'll see how hard it is, Lou. It's not for amateurs. Radio. I'll do it. One triple three five three. This should be fun. How hard can it be? Uh, all you got to do is rev your car up and Lou. Yeah, I'll guess what it is. We'll guess what the car is. Just for playing, you'll grab yourself a double pass to go and see the Winton Super Sprint round. This should be hilarious, seeing Lou fumbling away trying to guess what the car is. <laughs> so funny. One triple three five three. Have a crack, the car whisperer featuring Stand In Louie's next on Triple M. Nikki from Borough Buttock, hello there. Hello, how are you? Great, how are you? Good, thank you. So apparently I've got a car whisperer today. Uh, I've never professed to be a car whisperer, but I, I will give it a red hot go. And regardless of how bad I am at it, Nikki, you will still get the tickets to supercars to the Winton Super Sprint from the 28th of May, okay? Oh, awesome. All right. So, just to start off with Nikki, I just need to find out a, t- a little <laughs> bit about you. Um, so, Nikki, um, uh, do you have kids? Yes. Okay. Radio. Um, do you live on a farm or out of town, out of Burrum Buttock? Out of town. I don't live on a farm, no. You don't live on a farm? Oh. Okay. No. And are you a rev head, Nikki? No. Okay. I knew that. All right. Oh, radio, Nikki. Do you want a drum roll? I'm oh, feeling a little bit nervous <laughs> now. Got a good feeling about it. Rev it up, Nikki. Rev it up. Oh, it's another bloody Tesla, Lou. I can't hear you. <laughs> beep I your did... horn. Oh, yeah. Beep your horn, Nikki. That'd be good. Oh. Okay. All right, you got to. We've got. Yeah, we can only I'm go going, off with the information yeah, we've which, got, Luke. which is very I'm limited. Got to drum roll it, Nikki. <laughs> I am guessing that you are driving a <laughs> Toyota Kluger. No. Oh, oh damn it. no! Is it some kind of SUV? No, it's not. Oh, what is it? What is a it? A single cab you. Oh, it's another bloody ute, Lou. I told you, they screw you over every time. And a single cab ute. So how do you get the kids to school in that, Nikki? No, they're not older now. Oh, it's fine. See? It's fine. Doesn't well, there matter. you go, Lou. It just shows how difficult it is. I'm going to rejig myself and I'll be back full all guns blazing on Monday. Well done, Nikki. You've got the tickets to um, Winton, the Super Sprint Round, May 28th to 30th. Do you love the V8s? Yes, I do. Yep. That's awesome. Thanks, guys. Going to be a cracker. Just hang on. We'll get your details. We spoke to John Rafferty from uh, Charles Sturt Uni from the Environmental Science Department about the mouse plague yesterday. Now, he mentioned that there was some uh, some assistance from the state government to help um, people that are being affected. So we thought, hmm, who did we get on? Member for Albury, Justin Clancy, is just the person who will be able to help us out. And he joins us right now. Hi, Justin. G'day, Lou. G'day, Matt. So, Justin... Um, Obviously, as well as being the member for Aubrey, you are also uh, a qualified vet. So I guess you kind of uh, know um, animals uh, as well. So tell us a little bit about um, what the, the state government is doing to help people with this mouse plague. Yeah, certainly, Lou. And, and uh, first instance, it's look, what we're seeing at the moment is, is literally uh, plague conditions with mice. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, 
once in you know very rare event but we do see it occasionally you know i think uh, uh reports of back in 1984 last really big plague of mice and it's having a significant impact on uh, on farmers and and also just on communities you know mm. you've seen all mm. those stories about mice throughout the house and things like that so uh, literally news this morning the uh the new south wales state government will be funding uh, grain treatment facilities so that uh, that um you know in terms of uh, rodenticides to help get these mice numbers down uh, one will be set up at holbrook uh, and another one in gerildery for right. our area um so, so that's really sorry lou no yeah. no i'm sorry justin i was just going to say so when you say a grain treatment facility what does that do like what's sure, the sure yeah so yeah so so the there's a there's a particular um uh, rodenticide called bromodialone which is which is actually similar to warfarin type situation and that's what you'll find in your uh uh, you know your rat sack type yep. Uh, yep. Uh, treatments, so they're, they're using that to to add that to to grain to spread around uh, the perimeters of paddocks to help reduce the plague numbers there. So yep. uh, you yeah, know it's it's a yeah. humane way in that regard, but certainly looking at how we can help farmers and and reduce this uh, the impact that we're seeing at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And finally, um, now Lou did mention that that you are a vet. Now Peter, the people for the ethical treatment of animals, came out and said, oh, they should try and catch them and release them and and then obviously people are saying, well, that's, that's impossible. Now, as a vet, you've cared for animals all of your life. Um, where do you stand on, on, on how to manage it yourself? Yeah, two, two, two things to say, Matt. Well, first one is, uh, look, it needs to be humane destruction, and, th- and that's that's what this is. I mean, it, it's the same agent, as I said, that's been in everyday, you know, uh, rat and mice uh, baits that you'll see, you know, in, in Bunnings, and, uh, you know, everyone's probably at uh, various times ha- yep. had use of that. You won't see uh, them so there it, now, though, Justin, let me tell you. Yeah. They're very hard no, to they're, come they're, by. they've <laughs> literally gone off the shelves, and I, I haven't seen too many of those activists, you know, um, uh, been around those shopping aisles previously, so it's you know it, it it is a humane form. It is dealing with, as I said, plague proportions, particularly in the north of the state. You know, we're we're just seeing the you know some impacts now, but the north of the state has had significant impacts. Uh, and to your point, as a vet, the other part too, Matt, is it is worthwhile just making that cautionary note with the amount of. Uh, you know that that is out and about. Please take care of your pet as well. Keeping out, you know, keeping them away from baits. And if you see signs, you know, lethargy, pale gums, bit of a cough, get yourself off yeah. to a vet clinic. Yeah. Quick, Good smart. advice. Yeah, great advice, Justin Clancy, member for Albury. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Take care. It is National Volunteer Week, and the famous Corowa Miniature Steam Train, Lou, is run by the Apex Club up there, and uh, I've had a run on it. I was the um, the oh, train driver yes. once upon a time. Uh, Greg from Corowa joins us. Hello, Greg. G'day, Lou. G'day, Matt. How are you? Yeah, great. Um, now, tell us what's going on with your train. Well, the little train, we purchased it in 1965, roughly, and as you can imagine, it's getting a bit age about it. And we've started a Facebook page called the Friends of the Corowa train apex friends of the corowa apex train that's it yep yep so we we're just trying to get people to um share their photos and their experiences over the past years 56 Uh, years if you want to be exact yeah yeah so we we just want to try and get it out there and then we're going to try and raise some money and start a gofundme page to give the train a little helper a little uh sort of an electric version of the train that the that is a bit easier to utilise and and get out of the shed at a minute's notice sort of thing. 
Oh, Excellent. yeah, gotcha, gotcha. It's a magnificent little thing, and, uh, yeah, whatever you guys do, it'll it'll be a heap of fun, and the kids love it. And on the um, the cover photo, Lou, you'll see that there's mm. there's uh, somebody sitting on there driving it beautifully, and that person is me, Lou. I know. A photo of you <laughs> driving the train. I see you're uh, checking your gauges. Uh, I was checking something. the gauges, wasn't I, Greg? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Ever since it's been open, that track's been there since 73, and we've had some pretty prestigious people on it. But, Matt, you'd have to be up there. Oh, oh Get with, Come you're on. Sharing, you're sharing a seat with the likes of, like, Tim Fisher. And, oh, t- uh, oh well, Tim Fisher yeah. was a great trained man, and he, he would was. have absolutely loved it, the great Tim Fisher. Yeah. All right, well, the page again is uh, Friends of the Corowa Apex Train, and uh, and then soon you'll be talking about the fundraising on the page, I'm sure. When's That's the, correct. When's the train next running, Greg? Uh, we run the first Sunday of every month in um, with the Rotary guys. Excellent. Awesome. Well, if anyone wants to find out more, go to that Facebook page, Friends of the Corowa Apex Train. Thanks for chatting with us, Greg. No worries. Thanks very much, guys. Yeah, and happy volunteering, uh, Volunteer Week as well. Volunteers just do a sensational job on the border. It's Lou and Matt. It's Triple M.